Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Servant Leadership Institute podcast. I'm in the studio today with Tina Flores. Tina is Director of Manufacturing at Daytron World Communications, and she's another one of our mid-level leaders who are using a servant leadership approach in the area of business, of a business that must achieve results, especially when you're in manufacturing. It's very cut and dry results that have to be achieved yet how do we get how we get those results is of the utmost importance at least that's what we believe those of us who are um, believers in servant leadership so tina it is great to see you thank you 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 and i have worked together for several years yeah um and then, of course, I made the transfer to the Servant Leadership Institute, but you have carried on to lead our manu- the manufacturing group at Daytron. And through, you know, really super busy times and also some times that were a little rough, and we'll, we'll talk about that today. Okay. But to get us started, um, t- tell me what, or tell our listeners, what servant leadership means to you. Um, it's funny. It, it kind of changes you know, <laughs> periodically, depending well, on what, what you're going through. Um, right now, uh, for me, I'm really trying to focus on listening. So um, we were at a one of the conferences, and what stood out to me um, was some, someone said, listen to understand, not just to hear. Mm. So what I found when I was saying, I'm a good listener, you know, I can repeat back whatever you just said to me, <laughs> yeah. um, made me stop and think I'm just listening to the words and I'm not really trying to understand where someone's coming from, how they're feeling about something, what struggles they're going through. So for me right now, um, I'm really focusing in on trying to get better um, at listening and really listening to try and understand where our team's coming from. Um, even even at home, you know, with my husband, um, it was one of our big um, struggles was me just saying, I'm listening as I'm doing dishes or, you know, cooking dinner or not really focusing on what he's saying. I'm not looking at his body language. I'm not, you know, seeing how he's reacting. So for me right now, I think that's the biggest part. Um, it's just understanding my actions, how my actions and my inactions really affect our team um, how I say things, you know, when mm-hmm. we're busy, we, mm-hmm. we sometimes come off, we come off just reaction and we're not really taking the time to see how our words and what we're saying is really affecting somebody or if we're even answering the right question. So serving our team um, is really trying to understand where they're coming from, what struggles they're having, um, do they have the tools they need? Mm-hmm. It's really helping helping them and understanding myself enough to know when I'm maybe not reacting correctly yeah. or responding correctly. Yeah. That that's really interesting because you said when you when you began you said you know it changes, and I really understand that the way you described it with respect to interfacing with the team. And, you know, being at home and 
then and you trying to really increase your servant leadership skills as you work on listening to understand. So it really is something that can change over time. Mm-hmm. And um, and as we're working on those behaviors, it's it's interesting how it'll just sort of start to unfold once you're oriented that way. You know, I have the same issue with listening. I thought I was a great listener too. And then I realized that I was spending so much of my time um, waiting to be able to answer whatever it was yeah. or put my own two cents <laughs> worth in instead of listening to the person. So that's, that's really, I, I think it's a very common problem that we aren't listening to one another. Yeah, it's easy to get into the day-to-day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So... As the leader of a team, what do you see in your team when you compare them with um, with other teams that you've worked with in other organizations? How are servant-led teams different? I see more of a collaboration. So I see mm-hmm. more, it's not so much, so production has two um, really distinctive areas um, One's assembly and one's test. Um, And when we first started out our journey, it was really one's assembly, one's test, almost different departments. Although Mm. we had the same job orders, we shared the same goals. Um, I think as we got better at it as a group, we learned that, hey, we have one goal. Um, We're one team. Um, I think the communication's better. Mm -hmm. Um, And we now will slide into each other's realms. Uh, so we'll have an assembler go in and start testing if that's where the need is. Well, you'll see more interaction um, between the two groups. So we're no longer test and, and production um, assembly. We're now production. We're just one group, one common goal. Um, you, you also will see just the day-to-day helpfulness in, in personal lives, right? So if someone's struggling with someone or someone has a flat tire in the back of the parking lot, um, all they have to do is mention it, and they have like five people out there <laughs> trying to change a tire or you know, trying to give them a jump start. Everybody just is so helpful. Even, even when everyone's running out the door to go home at the end of the shift, you don't see them running off and leaving you know, their peer or their partner over there sh- Stranded, everyone's jumping in to help and make sure they're okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot more collaboration and a lot more caring. Yeah. Now, you talked about um, assembly and test becoming one unit. Did you structure your leadership that way to, to sort of facilitate that? Um, so coming on board, we had definitely two different teams. We had mm-hmm. different leads for mm-hmm. the different areas. Um, and as we grew, although they are still different leads for different areas, our supervision changed. So the upper level changed to, so that there was one supervisor for both areas. Oh, I see. Um, which, is, which was a great help because it, it just helped drive the common goal. So, yeah, putting a supervisor in charge of both areas was a great help. Um, it, it brought the teams together. Um, it helped the leads work together. Um, but even so, I don't think that that in itself would have helped us be as strong as we are if we didn't have um, servant leadership involved because everyone's goal is 
is to be helpful, is to communicate. Um, we're not in it for ourselves or for our own gain or our own growth. Um, we realize and we know that our goal is for the company, right? We have one goal and that's to support our customers um, and understand who those customers are, even if they're, you know, the people placing the purchase orders um, or your neighbor that you're just going to finish assembling and you're going to hand it over to um, in another department. They're still customers and understanding that um, has been a great help. Yeah, that's, you know, it's so, it's, it's a gratifying feeling for me, um, having gone through the whole servant leadership training process with Daytron and, and working at Daytron for so many years. This was what we, you know, were striving for in changing the culture was that feeling that of a real team and yes, you can go over into that other department and see if there's some way that you can help them to get what you need in a, a more timely manner, for example. And so the vision that I always had was, you know, that people wouldn't have those barriers and wouldn't treat one another any differently because right. they were working in a different area. And, you know, that happens in, of course, the manufacturing, the production floor, but also in all the support groups, which is where I was, mm -hmm. you know. And for people to lose this attitude of, oh, you're, you're on my turf, you know, <laughs> which is so counterproductive. So um, that's really great to hear. And it's, um, you know, you guys should be congratulated for being intentional about trying to create that environment, you know. That's really, really special. So what do you see as your role in ensuring that servant leadership culture, to ensuring that it continues? Hmm. Um, a, a few things, I guess. And one is just trying to, you know, continually trying to be a servant leader myself, right? So I want to try and... Um, do what I'm asking our teams to do. Uh, so, for example, if if we have to work a lot of overtime or if we have to really, you know, um, work a Saturday or, you know, just for us production, it's usually the hours. Mm -hmm. when, it, when it gets heavy and business gets um, overwhelming, it's usually hours that we have to put in. Um, I want to be there with the team. I don't mm -hmm. want to just say, okay, you guys, you're working Saturday and <laughs> <laughs> life See is ya. good. I got a party to go to. <laughs> but I want to be there with them. Um, you know, Pat, who was our super supervisor for a long time, uh, we called it, we're, we're in the trenches with the team. You know, mm -hmm. if they're going through something, we want to go through it too. Um, just so we have, one, it gives you a good understanding of what they are going through so you understand you know, if they're getting, if you're getting tired, you know your team's getting tired. So you want to be able to say, hey, you've been here every Saturday. You need to take a take some time off and be with your family. Um, so I think that's one. Just that's just one example. But you want to lead by example. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to be there with your team. Um, I think the other part of it is just bringing it up. I mean, so we go through tough times periodically, um, not just with personnel too, you know, we kind of, you know, not everything goes completely smooth. So 
we need just need to be address it and address it in the right way. Um, we need to talk through it and make people know, okay, what is there something wrong? You know, do we have, um, are you okay? And, and work through it. I mean, we've gone through it. We've worked, this team's been together for a long time. You know, we've, we've gone through some, some challenges and we've gone through some great, great times. Um, and I think, I think we're a family, to be honest with you. I think that we're so close that, um, you know, we're going to one another. We were just went to a wedding. Um, so it, I don't know. It's just being there, um, understanding their struggles, making sure you're supporting them, uh, and just realizing when they're stressed or when they're tired that you're there for them and and you see it and you realize it and you try and give some relief to it. So Tina, this family environment, first of all, it sounds wonderful and it, it would be great, you know, if every organization um, had that for sure. Um, but I know also that you do have from time to time new people coming in and particularly as production ramps up, you have new people coming in. Um, how do you deal with that, with bringing someone new into that family environment? Um, that's a good question. Um, one is hiring the right mm. person. Mm-hmm. So we've gone through um, both on our technician side and our assembly side. Um, and we've screened some candidates who we thought were, the skill set was there, they had it, but just because of how they responded, and it's hard because you know you don't get this person in to really perceive if what you're seeing is true, um, but yeah. we do screen out those individuals that we think probably aren't gonna be a good fit. So, for for instance, if they're more in it for themselves or they seem to have an ego that is more self-serving, um, then we would probably lean away from them and keep looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did screen through some of our candidates. And even so, we still have... Um, we still had some struggles when we bring in new people and try and, you know, bring them into our culture. Um and really, it's it's the whole team that gets involved. It's funny mm-hmm. because you have our regulars who, you know, they're either going to bring it up um, and let them know, hey, you know, that's not right. We shouldn't be doing that. Or um, they'll bring it up to a lead or a supervisor. Mm-hmm. And we just have to address it. You know, just be straightforward. Just say, that's not who we are. Um, that's not how we handle things. Maybe if you would have done it this way. You know, it would have gone better or smoother. Um, I think that's pretty much it. We just have to deal with it straight on and be honest and straightforward and um, go from there. And they either come into the fold or they... Yeah. Do you think that it's easier, not that it's ever really easy, but that it's easier to do that, to um, to confront that behavior, because we have such, we're so open about our values and our behaviors and what the expectations are of this servant-led organization. Um, do you think ab- that makes it easier? Absolutely. For um, 
for me myself when I first started here and I you know I really didn't know what servant leadership was mm-hmm. you know it was a term um and I, I started listening, and I said, I'm nice. I care about people. You know, yeah. no problem. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Little did I know <laughs> that I really had to be more than that, right? I had to be, you know, being straightforward in the difficult times and those courageous conversations can absolutely be as much help, if not more, to someone than just being nice and letting mm-hmm. it go or not saying anything. Um, I think it's it's more helpful. So I had to get comfortable with myself to actually do that, to have those courageous conversations mm. and to confront, uh, confront may not be the right word, but yeah. to, to address the issue and to right. be straightforward. Um, so it was really, uh, I, I really think it's helpful. I think I've learned a lot in that area mm-hmm. uh, with servant leadership. As long as we're doing it in the right way, it's it's great. Yeah. So what tools have been most useful to you personally throughout, you know, your own servant leadership journey? So I use the nine behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken them home. My daughter's got this gleam in her eye when she hears, I'm going to let you know how I think you're doing on these. <laughs> she was pretty excited about it. Um, oh, that's funny. So it it definitely helped both at work and at home, but I use those a lot. And that's that's one of the reasons I said earlier that it changes depending on what I'm going through and the feedback I'm getting. Um, it's helped me listen to mm-hmm. that feedback and actually not try and respond to it, but actually let it soak in. And because how often have you said, I'm not like that? <laughs> you know? I don't do that. <laughs> um but actually, I do. Um, and really understanding it and being okay with it and knowing that these things can change. You know, I can change. So, yeah. you know, we're all going through a learning curve. So yeah. it's, it's all good. So if there's any, I'm going to take a minute just to, to pursue that a little bit. The nine behaviors that Tina is talking about, if you're out there and you don't know what the heck we're talking about, send us an email at info at servantleadership.com and ask for the nine behaviors of a servant leader and we will send you in electronic format um, a listing and a little uh, a little tool you can use actually to sort of assess yourself every morning as you go through those behaviors and it's uh, this card uh, has some some probing questions on it to go along with each behavior so that's info at servantleadershipinstitute.com the nine behaviors of a servant leader um tina how how has servant leadership changed your personal life um i think in much the same way as it has at work Uh, i think it's helped me communicate better um my listening has definitely gotten better um, and open up more. I'm pretty much an introvert, so all my feelings stay inside. <laughs> so I've I've learned through this that my those feelings need to come out. So my my family needs to understand how I feel about them, mm-hmm. um, and that I care, and that um, where these emotions or my responses are coming from, because that's how we're going to grow together. Um, so. I, 
I think that's the biggest part is it just it helped me open up more and really share those feelings with them. Wow, that's that's fantastic. I you know, I'm an introvert as well. <laughs> so I know all about that. And, uh, you know, maybe that's why you and I have always gotten along <laughs> so well together because we are really very similar. Um, so I'm going to ask you a, a couple of questions that we ask a lot of the people that um, come do podcasts for us. And what do you think makes a good leader? Um. I look for someone that's going to be honest with me. I think that's, I, I need to trust my leader. I need to know that they have my best interest at heart. Um, and I need to know that they're part of part of our team, um, re, regardless of the level that they're at, that they're, they're there with us. Um, so we've had, you know, I've been, I've been honored to work with some, a few good uh, leaders and, and that's what I see in them. I see someone who's, who's there, in the trenches with you, but they're also there to support you, to look at it, um, look at the bigger picture, know what you need, and in the background, they're they're taking care of things as you guys are mm-hmm. working through um, your challenges, and to know that they're there for you. Um, for me, that's that's the biggest. Someone who's going to um, walk the talk, as as the term says. Yeah, walk the talk, as well as Art would say, <laughs> and he says behave the talk, which is. Um, sort of our twist on that so when did you know you wanted to be a leader I didn't (laughs) (laughs) it's funny it's uh, one day and kind of embarrassing but um, not too long ago I realized oh crap I am (laughs) that's great (laughs) I gotta step up my game (laughs) (laughs) oh that's really really funny did you do you recall a certain um point in your life i I don't know can you describe for me when you first got responsibility of being responsible for other people i mean did you want that or did you seek it i didn't i didn't seek it i think um i had a a boss at the time that I don't know if there was just a need and I was the person in line or if he saw something in me, um, but he gave me the opportunity. Uh-huh. Um, and, and again, I look at it as I'm part of a team. I don't really look at it like I'm, I'm a leader or I'm a boss. I don't want that. In a reaction, I want to be part of the team mm-hmm. and not held differently. I just have different responsibilities, um, but a team member I am. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So what helps you lead effectively when times are hard? Um, just being honest, I think, being straightforward. Um, and throughout the, you know, whatever you're doing, as long as you're, you're honest and straightforward, um, there's no surprises. You know, people know that you're not... Um, holding anything back and you're not doing anything that you or the company or whatever it is the messages that you have to give during those tough times is is just the business part of it they still know that you care for them um and i just think you have to show your heart um so we've gone through some for us for production the hardest thing is the layoffs Mm -hmm. so it's it's the people 
Um, for us, we have uh, highs and lows, so there's a lot of times where we'll bring in temps. And if you're bringing in people here, it's you're bringing in family. So when those, you know, when we go through our lulls, which we will, because we have peaks and valleys, just like pretty much any company, um, letting those temps go is is a challenge for me. Mm. Um, but all through it, you know, we let them know where we are. We let them know, you know, where the orders are standing, what our capacity is, you know, so they're not surprised. It's not just mm. one day they come in and you say, hey, sorry, we got to let you go. We're giving them weeks and weeks in advance. Yeah. We're, we're constantly giving them feedback. So I think that's what I say, honesty and straightforwardness. I'm just, it's really communication yeah. and letting them know where the business it is. It really ties into... Um, you know, stuff that art has talked about, which is, you know, to communicate as much as you possibly can. And in Daytron's case, I think that has filtered down through all of the leadership um, to where they communicate with people. It's, it, as you say, it no surprises, hopefully. Right. Or yeah. if it is a surprise, it's a little surprise and not a huge surprise, you know. Um, so that's great. So as we close today, do you have a servant leadership story you'd like to share with us? <laughs> um, in production, we have many. I think I shared <laughs> one with you um, about the uh, automobile challenges that we sometimes <laughs> have. Um, and it's truly, you know, someone will just mention it and, and you have five people helping you. Um, the other is, you know, even if we have, uh, we had an individual who was, financially struggling um, just in a hard time for for a little bit we all get get there Um, but in the background without no one even asking or saying anything this group of people pitched in helped out I mean we take care of each other Um, so if we know that someone needs help in some way you know there's usually one of our team members that are jumping in and and they're there to help so I think that's the biggest biggest thing I see in, in this company versus other companies. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, Tina, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you today. You too. And to get a real practical sense of, you know, servant leadership in day-to-day life in a manufacturing company. Um, very enlightening. And, you know, where do I sign up? Maybe I can have <laughs> another whole career. <laughs> In manufacturing. We always welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, Tina, for coming. Thank you, today. Carol. It's been a pleasure. And thanks to our audience. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And this is SLI signing off. We hope this podcast added value to your day. You may be wondering where do I go from here in influencing for servant leadership in my organization? Visit our website at www.ServantLeadershipInstitute.com to learn about all the Servant Leadership Institute has to offer. If you are looking for immediate impact, invite our CEO, Art Barter, to speak to your group. Art is a master storyteller who is passionate about servant leadership. His compelling story of implementing servant leadership at Daytron World Communications is sure to light a fire in your team to join the servant leadership movement. Rates are negotiable. Visit our website for contact information today. Thank you once again for allowing us to add value to your day.